Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, Living the Dream, in the sermon series, Thank God for the Village. We're glad you're here. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Genesis chapter 45. We'll start at verse number one. Genesis chapter 45, verse number one. Grab your Bibles or turn your Bible on. Amen. To Genesis chapter 45, verse number one. Give me a little bit more in these monitors, CT. Amen. Genesis 45, starting at verse number one. We are happy and excited to celebrate African-American, mean Black History Month. Amen. We are excited that we are in Black History Month, and we give God praise for that. And we're grateful for you all being in the house with us today. Uh, We've also invited uh, some of our government officials, uh, some executives and community leaders to be with us in worship. And I'm glad to say that they signed up and they showed up. Amen. So we have a lot of special guests in the house with us today. And we'll introduce them after the sermon. Amen. Genesis chapter 45, starting at verse number 1. Amen. Genesis 45 and 1. It's good to have people back in church. Amen. Amen. It's it's nothing like having faces to look at. Amen. And uh, even when you go to sleep. Amen. I be... (laughs) Even if you sleep while I'm preaching long, I can see your face. Amen. It's good. (laughs) Genesis 45 and 1. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known of his brothers. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me. Okay, I thought I taught y'all to shout just from reading the Bible. Let me read that one more time. You sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life for these two years. The famine has been in the land. There are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. (laughs) It was not that you sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord over all his house and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. I'm going to stop right there. I just want to preach from this topic, living the dream. Living the dream. 
when we were young, many of us were taught to dream big. On career day, many would state that they wanted to be doctors or lawyers or police or firemen, CEOs or professional sports athletes. Now, I don't know about you, but I was told I could be whatever I wanted to be. And I'm thankful that after the election of the first black president in 2008, and the first woman that is a black woman, vice president in the United States in 2020, our children can see visible evidence of the possibilities of their dreams. We're told to dream big, dream grand, shoot for the stars, do, do and be whatever your heart desire, but no one really told us what it would take to make sure our dreams came to pass. Wish I had a witness of, of the leaders, even those sitting here today, I know some of their stories, and I'm sure they would, would not testify that they were overnight sensations. But in order for them to be in the positions they are in today, it may have been some nights where they wanted to quit. Throw in the towel and some days full of turmoil and trouble and trials and tribulations, some moments of despair and discouragement. But because they persevered, they're now able to testify, I'm living the dream. And such is the case in this biblical text today. Joseph's father visibly loved him more than his other sons. That's a sermon for another day for parents. Amen. Well, we, we're not going to deal with that right now. Amen. You can't show your kids who's the favorite. <laughs> uh, Y'all didn't catch it. Amen. <laughs> let, let, me, let me keep preaching. Okay. <laughs> he, he gives Joseph coat of many colors. I'm pretty sure you've heard of this before, distinguishing him from his brothers. One day Joseph receives a dream from God that he will rule over his brothers, his mother, and his father. Because of this, uh, it made his brothers upset with him. Because in this culture, uh, the oldest was the one who will rule after daddy was gone. And the youngest would never rule over anybody unless everybody was gone. But Joseph saying, hey, it's going to happen. One of these days, I will be standing and you all will be bowing down to me. And the Bible said this dream, it disturbed his brothers that they hated him and could not even speak words of peace to him. And because of the dream, his brothers decided to kill him. However, they changed their mind and were convinced by their brother Judah to sell Joseph into slavery. This portion of scripture alone should give us hope that when God gives us a dream, he will ensure the dream come to pass. Because, because if Joseph would have died in the pit, the dream would have died with him. And some of you know what it is to be in a pit, wondering if you're going to make it. But thank God you live to ensure that your dream came to pass. Joseph was a dreamer, and he had to learn, like many of us, dreams are attached to struggles. I'm trying to help somebody today. Dreams are attached 
to struggles. He is sold into slavery by his brothers. He works hard, becomes second in command in his master's Potiphar's house. The Bible says that he was handsome in form and appearance. And because of these attributes, Potiphar's house, I mean Potiphar's wife, attempts to have Joseph to lie with her. Joseph refuses and declares, I can't because you're my master's wife. He says, I can't, but he never said, I don't want to. Y'all not feeling me in this place. He, he said, I, I cannot do it, but he never says, I do not want to do it. I mean, my, my brothers and sisters, when we are focused on making the dream come to pass, there are a lot of things me, we may want to do, but there's some things we just cannot do. And don't allow your desire to destroy your destiny. Let me say that one more time. Do not allow your desire to destroy your destiny because there are some things you may want that are not good for you. I wish I had a witness here. Joseph, Joseph said, I can't, I can't do it. And he runs out of the house. But while he's running, uh, Potiphar's wife grabbed his garment and accuses him of raping her. And he is now sent to prison for a crime he did not commit. However, while in jail, he works hard and becomes second in command of the jail. And one day, Pharaoh puts his butler and baker in prison. They both have dreams, and Joseph interprets the dreams for them, informing them that the baker, you will die, and the butler, you would live. And, and, and all I'm asking from you, when Pharaoh restores you, make sure you remember me. I wish I had a witness. But, but it was not until two years later, after Pharaoh has his own dream, that Joseph is remembered by the butler. And this reminds us that God's timing is out of our control. Yes, yes, yes. God's timing is out of our control. Joseph may have assumed that he would get out because he helped the butler, but it was not until two years later where he finally gets a chance at freedom. And we may not agree with God's timing, but can I tell you, God's timing is always right. Throughout this entire story, the Bible constantly reminds us that the Lord was with Joseph. It is as if God is protecting Joseph to ensure that the dream come to pass. It's a picture of God escorting Joseph through life, not preventing hardships, but using what tried to destroy him to develop him. Y'all didn't catch it here. Look at this. The Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Not only on the mountaintop, but when he was in the pit, the Lord was with him. When he was sold into Egypt, into slavery, the Lord was with him. When, when he went to prison, the Bible says the Lord was with him. And, and my brothers and sisters, oftentimes we only think God is with us when everything is going right. But sometimes we go through storms and trials and tribulation, but that is the time we need to know God is right there walking right by our side. Because at this time, God 
he gave the dream to Joseph. And Joseph may have not been prepared to live the dream. Y'all not feeling me in this place. He gave it to him when he was a teenager, and he may have not been ready to live the dream. He had to go through some stuff. He had to endure some things. He had to learn some administrative skills and how to deal with conflict on the job. I wish I had a witness here. He had to learn how to deal with, with people and group dynamics and bringing people together. He had to learn how to be in leadership and lead before God put him over the whole land. Joseph may have not been prepared at that time. But now he stands before Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a dream, and he says, no one in the land is able to interpret the dream. But the butler informed me that you know how to interpret dreams. Can you tell me what's this dream about? Joseph said, yeah, I can tell you. Well, what's going to happen? There's going to be seven years of prosperity. Your, the land is going to grow well for seven years. And then for seven years, there's going to be a great famine. Nothing will grow. So what you need to do, Pharaoh, you need to find you a man of great wisdom and with the spirit of God to gather up all that we can for the whole country for seven years. And then seven, the next seven years, because we've saved up for seven. That, that's another sermon in itself also. Because we saved up for seven years, we'll be able to live for seven years of what we saved. That's another economics yeah, we, we, sermon. Amen. All right, so, so they save up, and, 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 then, and then Pharaoh said, hey, um, where can I find this man? I can only imagine standing in the court with, 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 with Pharaoh and Joseph. Joseph clears his throat. <clears throat> I am he. I wish I had a witness here. And Pharaoh, 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 he then appoints Joseph as the governor of the land. This narrative proves dreams do come true. And it shows us that if we persevere, your dreams will outweigh your struggle. And similar, similar to no one really telling us the troubles that are attached to our dreams, we often do not hear about how to live the dream, how to sustain it, how to walk in it how to be great after we're great. We're just told this is what we need to do to get there. But how do we stay there? How do we stay in leadership positions when no one is accountable for us? When we're able to make our own decisions and no one can tell us what to do? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Number one, we must remain humble. We must remain humble. Joseph has gone from the pit to the palace. He's living the dream at 30 years old that God showed him at 17. His brothers come to him and now they bow at his feet, asking to buy food as God showed him in the dream. Can you see Joseph recognizing his brothers, but they don't know who he is? Can you see Joseph 
second in command to Pharaoh with the power to do anything he wanted with no repercussions. He has the power to actually destroy their lives and treat them how they treated him, but he remains humble. I can only imagine the emotions in which Joseph felt, the anger and the anxiety, the pain and the joy of seeing his family, the hatred and the love. He encounters the ones who, who try to destroy him with a humble spirit and not with a mind of revenge. Can you see Joseph? A foreigner who is in leadership. He is in the minority, but he's in charge. I wish I had a witness here. Many, many of you, many of the leaders who are here today, you can relate with the challenges of being the only person in the room that looked like you, but everyone must listen to you. I wish I had a witness here. You, you know what it is to be judged by the color of your skin and not by your abilities and the content of your character. And to think Joseph had to live the dream as a minority in charge alone until God sends his brother. I feel like preaching. I'm, I'm going to preach myself happy here. Often when we look at this story, we think that the brothers only showed up for, for Joseph to be like Mac Jones. Back then, didn't want me. Now I'm hiding you all on me. We, 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 think, we think that was the purpose of the brothers showing up. But, 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 but I, I just believe that God divinely allowed his brothers to show up to allow Joseph to have community when he got off work. I'm not feeling me in this place. I wish I had a witness. He wanted Joseph to see people who look like him. God knows the struggles of those who are leading in the minority. God knew that Joseph would remain humble and not seek revenge on his brothers. When I read, when I read this story, I continue to see a common statement after Joseph encountered his brothers. The Bible continues to say, Joseph wept. Genesis 42 and 24, brothers came to argue, stating, uh, brothers came, began to argue with each other, stating that we are guilty of the blood, uh, but we, they did not know that they were talking about the one in which they had sold. And the Bible says Joseph turned his face and he began to cry. Genesis 43 and 30, when his brothers returned with his younger brother, the Bible says Joseph's heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and he sought somewhere to cry. And he went in his chamber and wept. Genesis 44 and 2, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. And the Bible says he kicked everybody out and he stood there alone. Revealing himself to his brothers. And the Bible says he cried so loud that the house of Pharaoh heard him. Joseph was a broken man living the dream. No one teaches us how to live the dream. 
we know how to obtain the dream of determination, dedication, and discipline. Joseph shows us that we must be humble when the dream comes true. Story of two brothers who grew up on a farm. One went away to college, earned a law degree, and became a partner in a prominent law firm in the state capital. The other brother stayed on the family's farm, and one day the lawyer came home and visited his brother, and he asked him, why don't you go out and make a name for yourself like I did, and hold your head up high in this world? Uh, the farmer, the brother who farmed, he says, look closely at the wheat. Only the empty heads stand up. And those who are well filled, bow low. Bow low. Y'all not feeling me? He said, only the empty heads stand up. But those who are filled, bow low. I, I wish I had a witness here. In, in other words, the branch that bears the most fruit is bent the lowest to the ground. The higher God lifts, lifts us, the lower we should bow. I wish I had a witness here. We should live in humility because we know where I am, he brought me. Who I am, he made me. What I have, he gave me. Is there anybody that could testify? It's not by my might nor by my power, but it's by the Spirit of God. We must humble ourselves. Not only must we, must, be, not must we be humble if we're going to live the dream, but we must honor God if we're going to live, live the dream. We must honor God. The Bible says that Joseph reveals himself to his brothers. However, they are in dis disbelief of who he is. So Joseph became petty in his speech. You hear that, Colin? He, came, he became real petty in his speech. He says, it's me, Joseph. The one you sold. <laughs> right? He, he didn't say, it's me, Joseph, your, your, your father's youngest son. You, you, it's, he didn't say, it's me, Joseph, you know, the one who had the coat of many colors. He said, no, it's me. The one you sold. Y'all not feeling me in this place today. He, he said, yo, yo, it, it's me, Joseph, the, the one you put in the pit and then you sold off into slavery. It's me, Joseph, the one that you left alone. He, he, he lets them know it's me. He, he, he's respectful, but he allows them to know his pain. It's me, Joseph, the one you sold. He reveals they're wrong, but then he encourages them not to grieve or be angry with themselves because even though they sold him, he lets them know God sent him. Yeah, yeah, Joseph may have informed them, you thought you were destroying me, but God used you as a part of his plan to make the dream come to pass. And even though I didn't agree with what God did, God's plan was purpose for my life. 
And many of you, even in this church today, you love to quote Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. But, but what happens when God's plans include hatred from your brothers? Wish I had a witness here. What, what happened when God's plan is also encompassed a, 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 a pit? I wish I had a witness. What happened when God's plan looks puts you in slavery and prison? And before He ever gives you a future and a hope, you gotta you have to deal with lonely nights and moments of despair and discontentment and disappointment. You should be able to handle it if you love this scripture. Because if you read the second portion of the scripture, he said, I have plans. They'll give you peace and not evil. They'll give you a future and a hope. So whatever you are going through now is all a part of God's plan. And can I tell you, it won't always be like this. The dream can sometimes feel like a nightmare. But the journey is bearable when you know God has a plan. Joseph declares, don't beat yourselves up too bad, for what you did to me was only a part of God's plan. Joseph knew I made it to where I am because of the invisible, providential hand of God. I wish I had a word. He, he knew that I made it to where I am only by the invisible, providential hand of God. And some of us, we can testify today that where I am is not because of anything that I have done. It's because God had a plan on my life. And when others couldn't see it, God was guiding me. I wish I had a witness. When, when others couldn't see it, God was pushing me. He was leading me. He was directing me. And I was only doing what God told me to do. Joseph declares, don't beat yourselves up too bad saying that I'm not giving you honor. I'm giving the honor to God. Because it was his hand that was leading me. Joseph says, God sent me here before you to preserve you and deliver you. Joseph tells his brothers, this was nobody but God. You put me in the pit. You sold me, but look at me. I wish I had a look at witness here. Look, look, look at me, God. He, he sent me, and now I'm a father to Pharaoh. I'm the Lord over his house, and I'm a ruler throughout the land. If you never sold me, I'll never be here. Some of you, you need to text some of your haters right now. I wish I had a witness. You need to text those who treated you wrong right now, not anything mean or demeaning, but you need to tell them, thank you. Because the way you misused me, it pushed me to pray. I wish I had a witness. The way you talked about me, that report you wrote about me, I wasn't happy about it, but you just made my name more brighter than what it already was. You thought you was taking me down when you did that little skit on me. You thought you was taking me down when you posted about me on Facebook, but you just put my name in other people's mouth who would have never learned of who I am. And I'm here today because because of you, thank you. 
But all the honor goes to God. I'm, fa- I'm fa- finally, I'm finished. If we're going to live the dream, we must be humble. We must honor God. And finally, we must be willing to help others. We must be willing to help others. A man was driving his car when he saw an old lady stranded on the side of the road. Saw that she needed help, so he stopped his Pontiac right beside her Mercedes to get out and help her. He smiled while he was approaching. Still, she was uneased as no one had stopped to help her for hours. Moreover, he did not look safe. His appearance was a little dirty and he looked a little poor. He, he could see how frightened. <laughs> Can I tell my story? <laughs> help me, help me. Hey, amen. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Amen. He could see how frightened she was, so he tried to calm her by telling her his name. Don't worry, my name is Willie Jones. The tire was flat, so he had to crawl under the car and replace the tire. He was dirty. His hands were hurting. When the job was done, she asked him how much she owed him for his help. Willie smiled, said, if you really want to pay me back, The next time you see someone who needs help, give that person the needed assistance. And when you do it, make sure you think about me. That same evening, that lady, she stopped at a small cafe, and then she saw a waitress. Her waitress uh, was about eight months pregnant, wiping sweat from her face with a towel, but she kept a friendly smile throughout the whole throughout the whole meal. The lady wondered how could someone who has so little be so kind and giving to a stranger. Then she remembered Willie. The lady had finished her meal and she paid with a hundred dollar bill. The waitress went to get change and when she came back, the lady was gone. She left a note on on the napkin, you don't owe me anything. Somebody once helped me, just like now, I'm wanting to help you. The lady also found $400 bills under the napkin. And that night, the waitress went home. She was thinking about the lady and the money she left. She was wondering how the lady could know how much money her and her husband needed for the rent that month. She knew that her husband was worried about where they were going to stay, so she was glad to tell him the good news. She kissed him and whispered, now everything will be all right. I love you, Willie Jones. When you commit to helping somebody else, God will always commit to sending somebody to help you. I wish I had a witness. And when you commit to open the door for somebody else, God will always open more doors for you. Don't hoard. Don't hold. Don't try to hang on to stuff God has given you because God blesses us to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm finished. I'm finished. Joseph begins to encourage his brothers, hey, go home, get my daddy, bring him to this land. 
And when you all come, you all going to live right by me. Matter of fact, you're going to have your own houses. You're not going to live in my basement. Amen. I, 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 I'm second in charge. I'm going to make them build y'all some houses. I don't know I'm making this up, but that's what I think he said. He said that you all going to have whatever you want. Just come and stay with me. Joseph shows us for, for some of us, he, show, he shows us that for some of us, where we are is because God wanted us to help someone else. Y'all not feeling me in this place. Joseph's whole life struggle was for this moment to help and make sure that his family lived. And many of you may not know the story or the narrative or the history behind this Joseph story. Joseph uh, is the son of Jacob. Jacob is the son of Isaac. Isaac is the son of Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith. God made a promise with Abraham that he would be the father of all nations and his seed would be his seeds would be more than the grain on the seashore and more than the stars in the sky but during the famine if Jacob and his family had died the lineage of Abraham would have died so in order to ensure God kept his promise God sent Joseph to Egypt to make sure that his family lived. I wish I had a witness here. But if this bloodline would have ended at Joseph, the promise of God would have never come as the seed of Abraham. So more than anything, God's reputation was on the line. So he used Joseph to prove that he was a man of his word. Joseph suffered that his family may survive. And more than most characters in the Bible, black people can relate to the life of Joseph. Black people can give God praise because many have made it from slavery to high levels of leadership. I wish I had a witness here. Can I preach this how I feel it? They call us dumb, deprived, and dangerous. But in 2008, they had to call one of us Mr. President. They called our women welfare queens. But in 2020, they had to call one of us Madam Vice President. They wouldn't allow slaves to learn how to read and go to school and suggested in voting we were only three-fifths of a man. But look at us now. I wish I had a witness here. Serving in high positions, doing the work, going to prestigious universities and leading major corporations. I don't know about you, but I'm going to say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, yeah, yes. We can relate to Joseph coming from the pit to the palace. We can relate to Joseph when we have nothing and nothing to put in. I wish I had a witness. But thanks be to God today, we are a black church on the building, biggest building on the block, and we own all of it. I wish I had a witness here. Yes, sir, finally I'm finished. 
I feel real good now. I got to ride my Peloton this morning. And while I was riding it, I was riding it so I can have the strength, so I can be able to have the wind to preach today. And I wanted to make sure when I came in the building, I had enough energy to shout. Have I got one witness here to give God praise? Is there anybody here that could testify? There's another man that went before us that his family may live. Uh, there's another man uh, that suffered uh, that his family may live. Uh, born in Bethlehem. Uh, raised in the ghettos of Nazareth. Uh, it was my Jesus. Uh, one Friday, y'all, uh, he went to the cross uh, to die for you and me. Uh, he went before us. Uh, have I got one witness here? Uh, he died. Uh, but this is what I've been training for. Bright Ella! Yes, sir! Bright early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And since he got up, I can live the dream. No matter what they say about you, keep on walking. No matter how they talk about you, keep on walking. No matter how they scandalize your name, keep on walking. No matter the articles they write, keep on walking. Keep on walking, keep on walking, keep on walking, keep on walking. And is anybody that could testify, he walks with me. He walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own. I may not be in the big house. I may not be in the corporate. But what I have is only by the grace of God. I may not have much. But what I do have, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.